I am Vlad Dracula Tepes, and I do not get many visitors. Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Greetings and salutations from the gothic architecture of Perth City. <laughs> sure, famous for its <laughs> gothic architecture. You know, we built this city on rock and roll, and my god, it shows. We built this city on the lands of uh, indigenous people who have never received a treaty. <laughs> I mean, it's not our fault that... <laughs> Man, this could really go places. It's not our fault that when we got here, there were these giant gothic buildings being run by undead menaces. We just had to take them over. You know what I mean? Sure. We that's why we, to... we colonised Anor Londo. Exactly. I'm Liam exactly. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Ballantyne, the other one of the co-hosts. This is JoJo's World, our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast, where today we are recapping and discussing the... What, uh, sixth and seventh episodes of Netflix Castlevania? Correct. Castlevania uh, stream of the content. The Castlevania stream of the content. Yeah, it's like a game name. What? Castlevania stream <laughs> of the content. Fucking <laughs> hell. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be called something cooler for us? Like Castlevania podcast of remorse or something like that, you know? Nick, we're not cool. Like... We have an anime podcast. <laughs> This is true. But I want it to sound cooler than it is, you know? Construction like we've got... on the corner continues unabated. <laughs> Hadn't made any noise until we were just about to start recording. Oh, and we are, re we are remote again because Nick thought he might have had the COVID, but he doesn't. Yeah, it's pretty good news. Got the message this morning as we were watching Castlevania and I was like, oh, oh, cool. Well, and I'm not going to die. And now you know the rest of the story. Yep. Man, it's really worrying though, because if I don't have COVID, what do I have? Or am I just getting old? Yeah, that's the problem. I refuse to believe that. That is impossible. No. No, 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 no. It's the children who are wrong. Anywho, Nick, um, what's good in Star Wars right now? <laughs> buddy, buddy, let me tell you some shit about fucking Star Wars. So I found, I think I may have told you this on air, but me and Dad, uh, I just mentioned offhandedly, hey, Dad, we've still got that Star Wars Attack of the Clones novelization sitting around somewhere, don't we? <laughs> and Dad just goes, yeah, we do. I had that novelization. That's a good novelization. See, I don't know if it is, but I'm curious. So once I'm done reading Dune, I will read Attack of the Clones, the novelization, just to see. Just I remember it had a lot of good background info on Count Dooku and uh, Shmi. Very evocative uh, depiction of Yoda attempting to uh, see the future through the Force, but it being clouded by the dark side. Ooh, I don't remember any of this. Those are the only two the things I remember. Memory. Oh, and, and the only other thing I remember from it is that Obi-Wan could feel that all the clones were alive and their own people. Uh, which See, is true. This is the thing. You, you say these things and I go, that doesn't sound like a very well-written book. But at the same time, Star Wars manages to make things that should be trash fucking incredible. I mean, you realise I'm not quoting them, right? I'm just recounting what I remember. Yeah, but for all I know, this is the direct, you know, words. Anyway, point being, point yeah. being of this whole story, I, right? I'm here to write down this novelization, and what I'm writing, and this is me writing on my typewriter, uh -huh. In this scene, Yoda is having a very evocative uh, 
<laughs> attempt to see the future, but it's clouded by the dark side. Try to imagine it. You'll find it very evocative. You said that off to the editor? Yeah. Mm. See, I don't know about this whole descriptive form that you've taken in your words. I would prefer you actually described it yourself. Yeah, I would prefer you actually used uh, imaginative language rather than just repeatedly asking the reader to try to imagine it. <laughs> try to imagine a stick with a glowing light coming out of it. Try to this imagine is what I this will book call. is good. <laughs> so anyway, Dad then went, you know, I'm pretty sure we've got another Star Wars book in this house. And I immediately went, fuck off. We don't, do we? No, show me. Show me now. And we went looking for like literally half an hour to try and find this other supposed book that exists in this house. Can I guess which one it was? I hope you're about to say Darksaber. I wasn't, but I've read that one. <laughs> Which one would you hope it was then, Liam? Oh, I was going to guess the truce at Bakura, the one that I think has like Velociraptor bug orgies. <laughs> Amazing. Incredible. Yep. Okay. Or uh, I think it's Dark Empire, which is the one that has like Prince Shizor and Darth Render. Oh. Um, no, did I, so did I say we... Darth Render? I meant Dash Render. Darth Render. That's a good Darth name though. because it it's it like. Is. Every single Darth name has to be so on the nose it hurts. Like drilling is driving me crazy, Nick. What is? The drilling. <laughs> well, just consider. Imagine if... It is not imagine, good pod. Imagine you don't hear any drilling in the background right now. Now imagine that that drilling sound you might hear is the sound of comedy. Pure comedy gold. Send this to the editor. Um, yeah, so we, we never found the book. It's... Uh -huh. um, yeah, Dad, after half an hour of searching, Dad then went, oh, maybe I got rid of it. I just went, <laughs> so, I can so Nick, what you're telling me is this story was pointless. Oh, yeah, but now I want to know what that book was. Like, deep um, down, I want to know. It could have but been Dad's... The Glove of Darth Vader, the one that coined Dark Greetings and then is mostly Ooh. about wailing. Well, the thing is, Dad said he vaguely remembers the cover being black. Sidebar, um, Expounded Universe have started doing The Glove of Darth Vader, or will start from next week, uh, and that's the one that coined Dark Readings and has the Moffrance, so I highly <gasps> recommend everyone check that out. Oh, shit. And sidebar, you were saying. Um, so Dad was like, okay, I think it had like a dark or maybe like black cover. Looked up the covers for Star Wars books on Google and was like, they all, all do. of these have black covers. <laughs> mm -hmm. This does not help in any way. Shit. But now I want to know. Now I want to know what it is. So fucking badly. Could have been the crystal star, the one where they go to a planet orbiting a crystal star and there's like a weird meat monster made of anti-force that's the head of a cult. I'm writing that down. I remember him saying, I think it was actually well written, so it probably might not be... Any of the ones that I know. Yeah, that's the problem. But then again, Dad's version of well-written might be uh, different to what I would consider well-written because apparently he was at an airport and he was very tired. Ah, uh, I hear so the Revenge of like, the Sith novelization is also very good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but more importantly than that, did you hear they um, that I think this was coming out of an engineering firm in China about two weeks ago? They were prototyping Death Stranding style cargo carrying exoskeletons because of the reliance on couriers caused by COVID. Nice, amazing. It's all happening. Truly, Hideo Kojima is a genius. Yep. Hideo Kojima has done it again. Man, what if he was the one that spread the COVID? What if? Yeah, that makes sense. So, Nick. I'm just, I'm just contemplating the reality of that, and it is terrifying. Anyway, yes. Castlevania. Castlevania. Dostovania. Ah, Led Montenegro. 
Okie dokie. Um, <laughs> these two episodes, episode six, The River, and episode seven, the name of which is, of course, For Love. What do you think of these two? Well, as I said to you at the end of episode seven, these are probably the best episodes in the whole season. And yet maybe like two things happen in episode seven, maybe like four in episode six. But- See, Nick, I think I think if you if you're breaking this show down or any show down by quote the number of things that happen, <laughs> you're you're going about it the wrong way. But man, it's let's about the consider. journey, not the destination. You know. Yeah, but that involves a number of things actually happening at any given and, point. And sometimes in the, story. the journey will be a pulse pounding chase across the plains, and sometimes it'll be meandering across a gentle river. And they both have their good qualities. Yeah, but consider that the Lord of the Rings has the goddamn battle for Helm's Deep in it, and you're like, oh, yes! What's your point? Every single scene before that leads up to it being like, let me give you some build up, and you're like, whoa. Politics. Nick, the Lord of the Rings also has several scenes where they just uh, spend several months hanging out at Rivendell. And hell yeah! Again, but taking a gentle, gentle journey down a meandering river. But that's things happening. Those are bits that have meaning and discourse. So, whereas in Castlevania, um, the river, so. the river, the river of what? Another city is about to fall to Dracula's castle, and Dracula himself may be about to fall at the hand of someone he thought was on his side. These are very misleading. <laughs> no These one ever really trusted Carmilla. <laughs> oh, unless they mean Hector. No, no, no. I mean, like, these IMDb things are like, and Dracula may be about to fall. <laughs> like, and, and Dracula yeah. may be about. <laughs> Watch yourself, you know, there be Draculas about. M- maybe, maybe we might see Dracula this episode. It's like, I, I would expect so. This is Castlevania. It's like, yeah, and maybe he'll die, like, falling, right? Maybe he'll fall. Whenever Dracula isn't around, everyone else should be asking, where's Dracula? Well, that's what fucking the Belmonts did for who knows how many generations. <laughs> that is pretty much what happens in this show. Yeah. Every, it, so, um, it, it, I love what they've done with Dracula's character in this show, but every time like someone emotionally, uh, whether it's positive emotion or negative emotion, screams like, No! Dracula! It really <laughs> does take me out of it. Because it's Dracula, you know? <laughs> I wonder if like when the bit where later when they're just like, No! Dracula! You just went, I'm, I'm out. I'm gone. Pretty this much, was a bad idea. Much. Oh, man. But it's like, even so, Dracula's still fucking rad in this show. Yeah, because oh, he's get behind awesome. I, I, yeah. Spoiler alert, he dies at the end of the second episode we're discussing today. Uh, but what? I'm, I'm, I'm so intrigued to see if he has any presence at all in season three, be that in flashbacks as a sort of spirit or if he's mm. Castlevania-style revived. I, I'm just... Some some kind of force tree. I think it would um, be a real shame to lose that, that amazing character. Even, yeah. you know, we've got... Because he's just a big depressed mess, like all of us, you know? So um, let's, let's get into it, I reckon. Yeah, okay. So we, we kick right off in the river by cracking open that family bestiary. Because a bunch of ghouls and goblins are attacking the, uh, the secret library under the Belmont holes. Not so secret anymore, Mr. Belmont. No, they found Ooh. it quite easily. Mm, they really did. I suppose uh, the protagonists uncovered it. True, true. So they're just beating away on the top stone. Yeah, being there's like, like a big minotaur. Stone. He's like smashing down on it, and uh, like his uh, 
his horns start to glow with, I guess, eldritch magics. Ah, so you're really happy. You're ha- you're really hopping on this ho- magics train, aren't you? I like it when people say magics. Dracula says mm. it at one point in the second episode. <laughs> There's something more fun about magics yeah. than just magic. Especially if it's M-A-G-Y-C-K-S. Like, oh, oh watch out for those magics. I mean, yeah, I'm down for it. It sounds more uh, magic, like more magical, you know? Like in a literal sense, not like Disney magic. I mean, like literally it sounds like fucking magic at that yeah, point. Yeah, it sounds so mysterious. Um, exactly. Managed to identify a few of the critters that we're dealing with here. There's one that still eludes me, but that is what it is. But this big one um, is most likely, as you might guess from how it looks, being looking like a minotaur. It might be the minotaur. Also known as jumping demon, minotaurus, minotaurs, minotaurus, minotaurusu. Werebore and werebull. Werebore? Werebore. <laughs> what? Werebore art thou? I'm sorry, why does it need to be a werebore? Like... Uh, it's got it's got tusks. Yeah, but what fucking <laughs> boar has horns? They're uh, head, head tusks. Hang on, I'm looking this up. <laughs> I need to see a picture of a boar now just to be like, am I going crazy? Boars don't have tusks. Um, the no, manual wait. of a Castlevania pachinko... Um, Thing describes the Minotaur as monster with superhuman strength and the head of a bull. But why would they call it a werebore? Usually armed with a battle. Nick, you need to move past it. No, no, I refuse. I need to know who made the crucial mistake <laughs> of breaking my immersion and saying it's a werebore, not a werebull. Usually armed with a battle axe, as first seen in Rondo of Blood, the Minotaur traces its origins to Greek mythology, where it dwelt in the centre of a labyrinth designed by Daedalus, uh, with the help of his son Icarus, on the command of King Minos, uh, to, uh, yeah. Now let's see what was the what was the Minotaur's relationship to King Minos. Uh, I well, want to say Zeus disguised himself as a really handsome cow and then made <laughs> sweet sweet love to his wife, who he tricked into falling in love with a really handsome bull. Yeah. So that would make the Minotaur King Minos as like a bastard stepson, right? Uh, I want to say maybe. I'm not sure, but maybe if any. If any of our listeners have done Greek mythology, by all means, just correct us. Mm, I don't think we need correction on that. What? Come on, this is the one thing we could actually use correction Oh no, so I'm sorry, on. Zeus wasn't involved. So um, Poseidon sent the, the Cretans a, um, a bull. Uh, and he was, and he, Minos was meant to kill the bulls to honour Poseidon. But he was like, no, this bull rules. I'm going to keep it. Uh, <laughs> so then Poseidon was like, oh, you fucked up now. I'm going to make your wife fall in love with that bull. And then, Could you imagine? Yes, it's all coming back to me now. Um, so the wife, whose name I do not know, um, had uh, had Daedalus build a mechanical bull contraption that she could get into and um, and romance the real bull. An ancient so Greek mech. So you're telling me it's all coming back to you and then you can't remember anything except that there was a big bull fight. Nick, I literally forgot one character's name and I did not mention a bull fight. You were not listening. <laughs> You're goddamn right I was. I was just thinking how Daedalus is Icarus's father. Yeah, Icarus, who flew too close to the sun. Much like how a certain uh, stay with me, stay with me um, <laughs> Go a certain on. fire drake later in the episode flies too close to the morning star or sun, which ah, yeah, I get you, I get you the because sun, the sun but... <laughs> Is a star yeah, in our can see it solar in the system uh, that 
it it it's it's a big one too. So that that's good. Uh, so anyway, then got... they had to sacrifice fair maidens to the Minotaur in the big maze that it lived in, and then I think Theseus went in with some string and killed it one day for reasons that I don't remember. The fuck, man! Don't just go in and murder. Okay, whatever. That's fine. It's happened now. We, we have to move on. R.I.P. Like, Minotaur. We barely God knew you. you. Fucking dumb boar. Bull. I seriously cannot get past this. I cannot get past the fact that it's a were-boar. Like, it, a boar doesn't have horns. I just looked it up. Boars don't have horns. Nick, just okay? go with the flow. It's cool. No, I refuse to go with any flow of any sort. I need to I need to be stricken with pure logic. Not by hearsay. If there's a party going down, I want no part of it. I want to know the facts of the party. You know what I'm saying? The Minotaur in games is often paired with the werewolf, who I believe is also a member of this hunting party we see, but one of the minor ones. See, a werewolf makes sense! Werebore does that! Anyway, so no, who else is there? The werewolf. No, no, who else other than the werewolf and the Minotaur? Well, we've got to talk about the werewolf now. Nick, we're going deep on this one. Oh, fuck. Okay, tell me about... The werewolf. Also known as the wolf man, he is a man with lycanthropy who transforms into a ferocious beast when the moon is full and has developed a taste for blood. He is occasionally paired up with another fellow werebeast, the minotaur. So they're like best buds? Here's a nice picture on the Castlevania wiki of an 18th century woodcut of a werewolf attack. (laughs) What? (laughs) 18th century what? Woodcut. Yeah, I I understand the concept of the the cut, but why is it a woodcut? Why not just a screenshot? Because it's an 18th century woodcut that they've put on the Castlevania wiki for some reason. Okay, alright, sure. That feels completely unnecessary, guys. <laughs> we all know That's... werewolves. They're men who are cursed or bit by wolves or or whatever, and then big moon, they turn into a wolfman, unfathomable bloodlust, kill, kill, kill. We all know one. We all have to deal with them. But, you know, sometimes you just need a refresher. They're not good guys. They're just (laughs) fucking werewolves. In Bram Stoker's 1897 gothic horror novel Dracula, the eponymous antagonist was cited to be responsible for the existence of werewolves. How? How does that work? I can't remember. Why does it matter? Oh, it's just like the the werewolf-vampire feud is just kind of... I mean, that, that's something that came into fiction much, much later, you know? Yeah, but they must have looked at that and gone, oh, maybe there's something going on here that we can use. Unlikely. Like rivalry. <laughs> More likely, I expect it would have come out of, say, the Hammer Horror movies like Dracula versus the Wolfman. Ah, classic. I'm just seeing if I can find any Pokedex entries for these before we move on. The werewolf stands at nine feet tall. Quite intimidating, particularly given that he eats children. Gross. If you're a child... Try not to come too close to it, lest you find yourself in its maw. Ash then immediately gets eaten. It's the classic tale, Liam. The classic tale. Now, I might be mistaken, but I thought, and I'm, not, I'm just scrolling, but I'm not finding anything here. I thought that in Castlevania III, um, Dracula's Curse, that uh, Grant Dynasty, who becomes a party member, was a werewolf when you had to fight him. Mm. I wish my last name was Dynasty. It's not too late. You can change it. Oh. <gasps> Okay, cool. I need to change my first name as well to just do. Uh, and in Symphony of the Night, Richter <laughs> Belmont summons both a minotaur and a werewolf to fight uh, Alucard. What? Richter Belmont summons a minotaur yeah, and a Yeah, he's like werewolf. possessed or mind controlled or something. It's not important. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Also present, as I mentioned, there is a fire drake or dragon, which uh, basically just appears and then immediately gets blown up. So we won't spend much time on that. <laughs> He's just a guy who's there and he's all like, rah, and then we're all like, well, fuck you, and then just, bam. Yep. 
that we're, we're getting don't worry everyone we're getting through it there's only two left <laughs> one of which we have no information on so there's birdman there's crow witch malthus whoa <laughs> that's a fucking name also known that's, as that's feather demon dark. and Karusaman. That's a fucking Dark Souls name if I've ever heard one. Its abilities include flight, releases flocks of crows, shoots razor-sharp feathers, and unleashes electrical spheres. And what we're looking at here is like a big, befeathered humanoid figure with a sort of crow bone mask and Yeah, wings. like a plague doctor but made of bone, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. Possibly part of it, possibly a mask. Unclear. Mm, very unclear, given that in this episode we break it off. Which is like, ooh, how does that But work? we also kill it, so... That's true. That is true. That's right. We do. We get the experience points. Yeah, fuck that Belmont chump. He's coming in with all his Pokemon and There's I'm like, There's a really nah. cool picture of um, what I assume must be Malthus by Louis Le Breton on the Castlevania wiki. Which again, is just another like folklore picture. And <laughs> okay. It's just like a doofy looking crow guy wearing orange trousers carrying a garden <laughs> trowel. I highly recommend everyone check it out. Hey, what's this thing called again? Malthus. In fact, I'm going to save this picture and I'm going to put it on the JoJo's World Twitter. Okay, that doesn't really help me, but yep. Malthus is described as a mighty great prince of hell commanding 40 legions of demons and being in second in command under Satan, appearing as a raven, and, but if requested, will it resemble a man with a hoarse voice? Man with a hoarse voice. Malthus... Ooh. Specialises in the construction of houses, high towers, and strongholds. Oh my god. Oh and my the god. trowel, I guess. Yeah, I, I just, I've seen the trowel now, and I'm like, what the fuck? He's a working man. <laughs> yep, he is the blue-collar hero we need. <laughs> why, why do his pants go into his talons? He's tucked them into his talons. <laughs> yeah, like, if you look at him, it's like... He they appreciates a waist. tapered form. It makes him more aerodynamic. Ah, uh, of course, of course. It's so he doesn't get wet. The Castlevania character could also be partially based on the Japanese creature known as the Crow Tengu. In some uh. parts revered as Shinto gods, other times being depicted as demons or simply supernatural beings with both humans and human and avian characteristics. Oh, love having both human and avian characteristics, you know? There is certainly a moment in this episode where, like, Trevor clobbers it real good and you can't help but wonder if it has hollow bones that were just crushed. Oh, man. So good. So good. And then the final piece of the puzzle of this menagerie defied. Wait, Nick. He's got a Pokedex entry in <gasps> uh, Dawn of Sorrow. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Hit me with it. A black demon that is accompanied by crows. I don't know what I expected. <laughs> I don't know what I expected, but that is on point. I will give it that. Got some trivia here. Let me just see if there's anything interesting. The Crow Man had a film made about him. Well, it's funny you say that, Nick. Uh, the name Karasuman is a blend of the Japanese word Karasu, meaning crow, and the English word man, roughly translating as Crow Man. God damn it, Castlevania. <laughs> you know, if it's simple and it works, it works. Just fucking roll with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Ridiculous. Uh, and then there is like, how do you describe this guy? He's tall. Dark, handsome. Beautiful. He's the guy from Ipanema. <laughs> See, the lag does not make this work at all. No. Also, I'm not trying very hard. Ah. Uh, so try it's like a tall, like, demon creature, horns out of its head, sort of a bandagey headdress covering its eyes, fangs. Yeah, it's it's obviously like the blind swordsman, but with a staff. 
staff covered in angry red runes, uh, and it's I think it's got like cloven feet. Mm, it doesn't look particularly welcoming. No, not a, not a very friendly fella. Did, did this guy have horns? I think he yeah, had horns. He got horns. Yeah, this guy had horns. Oh, he got he horns. Had horns. Man, he had fucking horns for days. So they're all those guys that we spent a hundred years talking about. Uh, in the very first seconds of this episode, are all gathering outside the Belmont hold, hold, and the uh, the Minotaur is smashing his big fists on the um, the magic door, and the what are we even going to call this guy? The demon. Let's go with that. Is like prodding it with his magic spear. He's all like, eh, 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 and they down in the hold, the protagonists are like, oh, that's 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 not going to be good for anyone. <laughs> what are we going to do, guys? Well, there's only one thing that we can do barricade the door trevor you've got to hold them off while we do things trevor's all like okay well uh i don't know what to do actually alucard has a line here that i quite like he's like come on belmont it's time to choose you're either the last son of a warrior dynasty or a lucky drunk nice nice and the plan is for alucard to operate the distance mirror so they can see dracula's castle and then cypher is going to use her magic op abilities to draw the castle here and then just stop it from moving ever again. Now, this is great because there's some truly, truly terrible writing here. Because, like, I'm... Look, okay, I'm not one to point out plagiarism where I see it, Liam. Okay? okay. I'm not one to just point it out, but... But I wrote a novel in high school where they are clearly plagiarizing. Well, look, here's the thing. I saw in the subtitles Trevor say, I'll protect you as long as I can, and Cypher's response was... I know. Do you know what that is from, Liam? Do you know what that shit is from? No. Star Wars Episode Five. No, it's not. It is. Someone saying fucking I know is Solo not, says is not intellectual property. I know. That's what it is. It's really not the same at all. It's exactly because you the see, same. Han is really doing two things in that in that moment. He's both showcasing his um, sort of roguish nature, the very thing that made Princess Leia fall in love with him in, in the first place. Leia Organa, I should say. But he is also, because he knows he is possibly about to die, trying to play off and come off as more of a prick to perhaps soften that blow that is going to be done to her, dealt to her. Perhaps, perhaps. But allow me to reiterate Cypher said, I know. Also, I haven't watched the Mando, but I hear he has a big, like, carbonite freezing rack, and that feels a bit incongruous with me, to me, given that, like, it was a very experimental thing they were doing at the time on a mining facility to capture Han, and now it's apparently just how you how you store people. Yeah, man. Well, it's ages after Empire. Yeah, I suppose the only technology that has advanced in the Star Wars universe <laughs> is freezing people in carbonite. I mean, yeah. What what were you expecting? We were going to have, like, you know, free healthcare? No, fuck that. We freeze people now. Yeah, if only uh, Padme had better health insurance, then she might not have <sighs> lost the will to live. Uh, if only Coruscant wasn't a corrupt hellhole. So Trevor briefly asks Alucard if he can, uh, like, use the mirror to see what they're dealing with, and Tre Alucard's like, I think we're going we're gonna to see that with our own eyes soon enough. And Trevor's like, ugh, fine, I'll go protect you guys as long as I can. And Cypher's yeah. all like, I know, I'm not getting past this, Liam, I can't get past this. You're still a bastard, but you're the bastard I chose to fight alongside in Greshit. Now let's go fight Dracula. Trevor's all like, nod, and then he goes on up the stairs and he's all like, right, so let's fight So <laughs> the thing is, Trevor does like a really cool like uh, Tarzan swing with his whip to get onto the one of the upper walkways, but then the room shakes again and he immediately falls off the walkway. 
Did you notice oh, yeah. that? He takes like two steps oh, I and then he's hanging, hanging for, by a thread again. Oh, you know how it is when you got like uncertain times ahead of you. You're like, oh, oh, easy does it. Easy and then does there's it. this sequence where he's like, oh, the door. I'll go and get uh, part of the bookshelf and try to like yeah. bar the door. Huh. How am I going to do this? It's just completely pointless. And I'm like, okay. First he's like seeing if he can like put it over the doorway itself. And he's like, no, maybe I'll just lean it against the door. Nah, this isn't working because it falls down immediately. And then... Did you did you notice this? The door opens outwards anyway. Yes, yes. I was like, <laughs> for God's sake. I I really hope that was deliberate because it's such a nice touch. <laughs> but it's so dumb. I know it's that's so why it's brilliant. Oh dear. The next sequence takes place in the big spiral staircase room, and we cut between Trevor entering it from the base and the bad guys entering it from the top, and they like uh, uh, they mark each other. They're all like, "You there? I see you. You there, boy? What day is it?" It's, it's Why, Trevor's it's your day. death day, Trevor Belmont. <laughs> it's Christmas day, my lord. No, Run down to Dracula's Dracula. castle and get me the biggest Christmas goose you can. You go into Dracula's castle. Oh, because of course you go into Dracula's castle and you punch the wall and there's like a big roast goose in there. Oh, that was the secret. It ah. was a big test. The genocide was never going to happen. It was it was a fucking Christmas dinner. I didn't notice it, but apparently um, in one of the scenes in the next episode where Alucard and Tre- and Dracula are knocking each other through walls, there is a bit where you can see like a roast turkey in one of the walls. What? Oh, that's fun. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, there you go. Alucard turns the mirror towards Dracula and he's like, oh, yeah, there's Dracula. And then Dracula is in the the big D20 room being like, oh, they want to go to Brailler. Let's go to friggin' Brailler. The things I do for love. So then he starts like... Pumping that shit up and he's all like vroom. Um, and I think, I think that Alucard manages to find the castle in the mirror and then it disappears. Yeah, yeah. And then he basically finds it again immediately though. Yeah. Um, so the castle is now in Brailler. Oh, Camilla landing... finally got her wish. Yeah. And uh, the castle does not make quite the impression it did on that poor forest but no it's but still it pretty does meaty. cause some destruction like it's still like a lot of people are dead yeah. from its landing there there's like an ominous there's like a very meaningful shot of like there was a woman uh like cleaning the street with a broom and then the broom clatters to the ground oh what could it mean oh i get it liam i get it meanwhile the minotaur bursts through the ceiling and trevor is like oh geez oh i don't want to deal with this big guy he does some cool whip moves where he um he whips himself into the air and gets on its shoulders and he's wrapped his cape around one his hands so that he can grab the blade of his sword and like do a sore motion in his throat and the thing is all like oh get off me i'm a minotaur <laughs> oh get off me i'm a minotaur i'm a minotaur uh, throws then... him against the wall big smashies uh the th- sword is still in its throat trevor throws a dagger to dislodge it and then catches it cuts the guy's uh achilles tendon and then i guess it's dead i guess Yep, that was yep. quite fast, considering. Mm-hmm. But, hey, but then, oh, the staff demon guy is coming in from the top rope. <gasps> oh, no. But then we're so back he... in Brailler. So then in Brailler, I think Carmilla and Hector are walking out of the room and they're all like, hey, Hector, you you, you got your little priest boy here. Yeah, I they've see. got the Bishop of Gregit undead train, uh, chained between them. They get it to go walk in walk into the river meanwhile dracula's army is marshalling and they're all crossing this big bridge that's there for some reason and the bishop is going to make the river holy uh 
So he starts chanting, he starts setting himself on fire because... And he's undead. And he's undead. And then on the uh, other bank of the river is all of these na- these vampire knights in, uh, like... I thought you were going to say vampire Nazis, and I was like, well, yeah, yeah, more or less. They, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they are clad in white armour, so... So, yeah, they're in, like, sort of silver knight armour as opposed to Dracula's forces, which are in black cloaks and black armour. Ooh, interesting. Interesting. The silent vampire generals and their silent army of faceless mooks are crossing the bridge and they're all like, yep, we're crossing the bridge. There's those other vampires. No, they don't. They don't say anything. <laughs> That's true. They never say anything. And they're never, so I was so noticeable in the fight scene in the next episode too. They don't even make like effort sounds. Oh, they make like grunts, but nothing that would, you know, give them character. I don't think they do. Or even if, if they do in some instances, there are many more where they should, where they don't. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, ever since you pointed it out, I can't not notice the f- it. The faceless mooks make, make more noise than they do. <laughs> I mean, they have more character than they do at times. <laughs> yeah, it's really frustrating. It does feel a lot like I'm meant to have a connection to the lead guy on that bridge. Because he has a lot of recurring Yeah, the shots. sort of, like, bald, strong yeah, man one. Yeah, that's, like, shocked when he's like... <gasps> yeah, he gets a lot of, like, emotional reaction shots to the betrayal that's occurring as um as Carmilla's knights shatter the bridge and make a lot of the mooks fall into the the Blessed River. But it's mm. just him, his silent face, and we're like, we don't know you, man. Like, wh- who, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> it's so strange. So strange. I, yeah, I've got to wonder if, like these characters were added at the last minute or if they wanted to get some voice actors for them but someone was too expensive or hmm. or they just didn't really care. It's I suspect it would have been like, we have to animate this and we won't have enough money to finish animating all the talking scenes. It's a baffling hmm. creative decision to me. It is. It is. I imagine they just had so much scope and they were like, we can make this incredible. And Netflix was like, that's great. No, not that much. Like, just bring <laughs> it back a bit. I don't want to watch vampires talking for 20 episodes i'll manage it for four how about that so a lot of dracula's army is decimated but uh the generals are all intact meanwhile trevor is fighting the the demon in a like torrent a wave of minotaur blood (laughs) which is yeah it it's it's an impressive amount of blood I'm not that gonna thing lie. was highly pressurized. Like, oh my god, there is so much blood. More than was in that minotaur. Yeah, more than a minotaur's worth of blood is now coating the floor. Now, I think, is this Birdman or is this Staff Boy? This is Staff Boy. He's fighting yeah. him and he briefly kills the werewolf too. <laughs> <laughs> he's still got the whip, I believe. Yep. Whips the and fire he's... drake and he's like, don't need a fire drake in a library. Whoop, it explodes. And then he is bursted through the next door in the explosion. This is where Birdman comes in. No, it's still, this... still Staff Guy. What? Still Staff Guy? Staff Guy's like, I'm back for more. And they fight, the staff breaks. And then after like the, the whip gets knocked away and falls down to the next floor. And then Trevor uh... breaks Staff Guy's staff in half and stabs him with the sharp end. Nice. And he's like, when you get back to hell, tell him I'm Trevor Belmont. Uh, yep. And then Bird boy. I, I basically wrote down here, Trevor don't need no whip. Yeah, Trevor gets shit done in this episode. <laughs> He, he is fucking flaming those dudes. I really like this, actually, this whole sort of set piece of the sort of 
he may, I mean, he wins, but they set it up as a sort of inevitable loss, delay for time battle. And yeah. t- you see his resources slowly get stripped from him over the, over the course of the thing. Mm. Where I think he starts throwing knives at some point and it, they just block them and it's like, fuck, yeah. shit. Yeah, it's great. It's great though. So he's fighting he's fighting Bird Guy on like one of the narrow library walkways and hitting him with both halves of the broken staff. Mm. Now... At one point, I remember thinking, man, the animation here is so bad. And then later <laughs> in the episode, you're like, I am fully invested in this weird flowing drawing style. I like it. Yeah. It's so good. Like, because at the start, there's just like, man, like there's not enough frames here. I need more frames. And then by the end, you're like, oh, I see where the budget went. Yep. <laughs> yep. Let's do this. Smashes the beak and sees like human teeth underneath it. And it's like, oh, that's weird. Um, keeps trying to like attack him. The wings block him. I really him. like this sort of like clobbering fighting style he's using where he's um, like, I don't know, there's just something so um, rhythmic about it. The way that he's just like pop, 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 pop with the two mm. staff ends. And he's just really belting into him. Yeah. Yep. Just kind of eventually Kills smacks him, him. eventually. And then there's a huge um, like gargoyle creature with wings. And he's all like, oh, for fuck's sake. Well, I've got a stick. <laughs> I'll fuck you up with my stick, mate. Yep. That does sound a little too real. Meanwhile, Camilla's knights cross the river and Camilla's like, hey, Hector, you're mine now. You're you're implicated in my scheme, so I'm just going to, like, take you. Off well, we go. Are you, are you completely forgetting the most important part of this? Mm-hmm. Camilla's troops have these massive, like, catapult bridge makers. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Where it literally, like, the way they destroyed the bridge was they pulled out the foundations from underneath using, like, chains attached yeah. to them. And then... They just shoot across the river with bridges attached to them in order to cross instead. It's like... Pretty cool. What? It's madness. Such madness. Yeah, so then Camilla's all like, hey, Hector, you're my pet now. Yeah. You're still the baby who had his woodland animal corpses taken away. Isaac's the indigent boy getting beaten in the streets. And Dracula is destroying the world in the tan- in a tantrum because someone killed his pet breeder. You're all nothing but man-children. And then Hector runs off and he's all like, I'm not a man child. So the way she's talking to him, like even even when she's overtly threatening him now, there's still like a sort of like vague seductive energy about her. Like she's stroking his hair. And mm. I want to highlight that now because I think it contrasts really interesting with something I think I remember in the last episode. So just hold that in your thoughts. Okay. All right. Will we ever get back around to this point? I hope so. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I'm willing, I'm willing to hold out hope here. Yeah. But next week, probably. Yeah. yeah, okay. You'll listen to it and be like, oh, what was that thing I said in the last episode? And then listen to one of our apps and be like, No, I've been, I've been thinking about good. it a lot over this season, so I'm sure I will. It's about like her like true brutality, you know? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Hector runs away and is all like, ah, ah. Yep. <laughs> I'm Hector. I just wanted Pre- to have pets. Pretty much. Uh, and Camilla just follows. Yeah, she just struts off while all the army's running in the opposite direction. Yep. Cypher's reading a book and then this big gargoyle bat creature comes at her and then Trevor leaps out of the sky and kicks it with anime strength into a wall. And he's all like, fuck's sake. And then just I'm runs fucking after Trevor it. Belmont. I can, I can win any barroom brawl with a big bat that I want. <laughs> I'm motherfucking Majima. This is my baseball bat. That's not a bat, <laughs> that's a spike. Oh, I see you played Batty Spikey before. 
Oh man. Um, Cypher starts doing her magic on the on the castle to move it. She talks about how like magic is focusing your intent and moving the world in according with your will. And Alucard's all like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Magic." What I like how she starts the spell about? by burning the paper in her hands. That's it's just a cool touch. Yeah. So what we're doing here for this next sequence is she is shooting like blue lightning into the mirror that's focused on Dracula's castle and then like physically wrenching it in different directions to try to move it. I think that's a really cool like physicalization of magical intent. intent. Yeah. No, I do enjoy that it's like it takes a while before she can actually get it going because it's resisting. So apparently the the engine which is the big D20. Yeah. Uh, and also all the gears. Her. Oh, and all the gears, yeah. Um, it resists her attempts to move it at first. So it just sort of like teleports very awkwardly around the town of Brayla. Yeah, and like it starts rotating. <laughs> and it just, it's fucked up. And, and everyone's like, so- like, wait, what the fuck? This happens sort of alongside and then after um, all of Carmilla's troops bringing in like a big ram-headed battering ram and busting down the door. Yeah. Uh, Trevor whips the big gargoyle boy as Alucard's all like, oh shit, there's a gargoyle coming our way. He whips him, he explodes. Cypher is unfazed. And then... (laughs) And and then uh, the the castle continues teleporting until it just disappears. Spread in amongst that is um, like a big brawl starting to happen in the the castle uh itself. what do you call that room the uh throne the room foyer. The, the foyer the assembly chamber the main hall the yeah. uh the guest bedroom it's isaac and all the silent generals versus uh oh and and dracula knights versus all the faceless carmilla knights mm. isaac um, gets some, some good licks in whips a guy stabs him with his devil knife uh some of the knights when they start noticing the the whole building is moving they just sort of like leave (laughs) can you blame them not really you know how it is um the castle teleports into the river at some point i remember that that's that's one thing i remember (laughs) and then that floods the whole room with the now holy water that's right yes yes big mistake huge mistake so all the silent knights literally just jump up to the high ground and i've gotten my notes here the high ground wins yet again yep they have Um, the high ground don't they literally it. just jump back to the high ground and all of Carmilla's knights get flooded into the holy water. And if anyone were capable of speech in this battle scene, they might be like, you underestimate my power. You are like brothers to me. Isaac has run up to Dracula's study and is like, hey, traitors at Brayla, I uh, don't know who it is, but they're in uh, black with white trim. Oh, that's the livery of Styria, says Dracula. Carmilla, oh, should have seen this coming. Didn't she make preparations in Styria? Stroke chin. There is a pitched battle in the main hall and Dracula's like, oh, time to go clean house. Nobody takes my castle from me. Uh, And then just in a true spiteful declaration of, I mean, we will, uh, Cypher twists her hands a bit and then takes his castle. Yeah. From him. Takes his castle with him. Ah. I think it's interesting. She seems to have the breakthrough that lets her overcome the castle once Alucard informs her that there's like a mechanical element here. So Alucard's all like, there's an engine inside that's resisting you, and she's all like, Ah, now I understand. Engines. Engines uh, of then, the devil. Yeah, and then teleports the castle on top of uh, our little little library, if you will. Yep. Yeah. Um, oh, there was a good sequence when the river was flowing uh, and being 
tossed around because of all the... Uh, Actually, that's happening now. Like in the yeah. castle's absence, there's a big gust of wind and the river flows and Camilla and Hector are, are up against a big bridge and then she shadow steps them onto a rooftop. Uh, and pretty much all of her troops are washed away and they just burn alive because it's Some holy water. Some are sucked into a big tornado that's there for a minute and Camilla's just like, what the fuck? No, this fucking line delivery is incredible. Like I've written it down that's like, she just sort of like pauses. Everything just goes a little slow and she just goes, the f- fuck just happened i think think this is this is such a great turn of events because it's like for all of your scheming and courtly intrigue sometimes some protagonists are just gonna show up and fuck up all of your carefully laid plans but it's like it's the perfect reaction of like what the fuck what 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 the (laughs) fuck is this bullshit i was supposed to be the guy now But that was my castle. What I don't know what fu- Camillo was thinking because even if had that not happened, if things weren't going her way, his way, Dracula could have just moved the castle like normal. Yeah, and it's just like what? Ah, <laughs> oh, it's Camilla, so good. Camillo, you didn't think this one through. I'm sorry, but you you should have should have done your due diligence. Should have figured out a magic spell to stop the castle. Oh, don't give me those mad words. Cypher did it. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's good <laughs> shit. It's just, just that del- I cannot get past how good that delivery is. Yeah. It's so good. And then we move on to episode seven. Episode seven for love. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Mathematical terminology. Oh, wait, no. It's, speak it's, on it's that. tennis. Sorry. Sorry. It's tennis. What is tennis but the maths of sport? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. For love. Truly the most mathematical terms. Can we make a game about Four that? Four is a yes. number. And love and she- is a number in tennis. Yeah. And then uh, we'll we'll make it played with these weird net things. Much like the net works in math. Much like the net worth of everyone who plays tennis, because it's kind of a bougie <laughs> sport. Yeah, it's fucking stupid is what it is. Anyway. The battle seven. lines are drawn. Comrade against comrade. Father against son. And two new lovers against the world. They're not new! They're not fucking <laughs> new! God, that last damn. bit is not in this episode at all. It's not, is it? No. What the fuck? <laughs> IMDb, what are you doing? No, what these are, are official doing? episode summaries. What? These are official episode synopses because it's the same on the Castlevania wiki too. Netflix, what are you doing? Stop <laughs> tempting everyone. Jesus. What have come? No. Whoever's writing Isaac these synopsis is so much hornier than everyone else who worked on the show. Jesus fucking guy maybe it was some dude like we need to get everyone in what if what if in season three vampire people love romance we've got to put lots of romance in the episode synopses yeah what if in season three it just gets that much worse and it just starts being blatant lies i haven't yeah like Like dracula has just found a new wife right after his vacation alucard remortgages the castle to start a small business can Trevor manage his work life and his home life? Boy. How will Trevor balance monster killing professionally with raising three kids with Cypher? Now see, that could actually happen though. That's the problem. <laughs> how will how will Trevor cope with his new office job in the city? Oh, I just want to put it out there that um, last episode was a real Howl's Moving Castle situation. <laughs> Howl's Moving Castle? How so? Yeah, because the castle moved and also there was oh, a bird man. That's true. <laughs> Wow, maybe maybe this is just one big rip-off fest. <laughs> um, so this episode, I can think of exactly two things that happen, Liam, and it's the, fucking incredible. The good guys fight the 
the vampires and then the good guys fight Dracula. That's pretty much it. That's all that happens. So I really like this episode on a first watch, but um, especially having watched the bloody tears battle sequence we're about to discuss several times over the past couple of months, Ooh. I feel like that one does drag on a bit long. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's just, it goes for like 10 minutes. Great sort of like fight Cory on an initial watch, but... You know, compared to, like, the tight, relatively cerebral action sequences of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, mm. it was a bit sort of, you know... Long. Long, kind of <laughs> pointless flashiness. Yeah. And you know I love a bit of pointless flashiness, but... Oh, boy, do I. Boy, do I. But it, it does not grow on you. It, <laughs> if anything, it's the exact opposite. It, it's like the opposite of growing on you. Great on a first watch, but maybe not as, um, as bombastic after the initial... Uh, uh, yeah, initial hit. Im- the initial impressiveness has worn off. Yeah, it's like cocaine, you know? The first time you do it, you're like, wow, this shit is insane. I can get so much done. And then after about, I don't know, two days of using it, you're like, where's the hit? I, just, I don't <laughs> yeah. get it. It's Nick, what? there was a third thing that happened in this episode, which is that um, they all have to leave the Belmont Library <laughs> and then Cypher makes a big ice pillar that they ascend on. Oh, yeah, true. I and they all, have, like, they all look resolute and thoughtful for a moment. Uh, and then they get out to the top and Cypher's like, well, got this big pillar of ice, may as well just huck it off into the woods. Which is stupid. Anyway. It's, gr- it's brilliant. Um, so, right, <laughs> so let's, like, I didn't let's want go to through the motions. Let's go through the motions. Here we go. Uh, as as they are ascending, Dracula's getting real angry and his eyes fill with blood and the moon turns blood red. <gasps> Ooh, oh, he knows. Yeah, it's a real um, bloodborne situation up in here. Dracula's all like, for fuck's sake, they're taking my castle, they're coming for me, I just wanted to genocide them, what's so wrong with that? He didn't want to genocide them, he wanted to genocide them. And these oh. guys aren't in favour of that. The royal them. Uh, so there's so- like... A- yeah, at this point, uh, literally everyone apart from Camilla and Hector, who are still in the show, is heading towards the uh, the hallway for a big fight. Um, yeah, so we've got na- unnamed and wordless vampire one. We've got unnamed and wordless vampire two. We've got mooks. We got Camilla mooks, who are somehow still there. Dracula and, then- and Isaac are also on the way, but they don't get there. No, they sort of like run off. Yeah. at some point. And then, so they're mm. all fighting each other and I really like this moment. Um, oh, shout out to the moment where they're going to go in and Trevor's like, Alucard, are you ready? And he's like, no, but let's go. Um, they're all fighting in the hallway and it's vampires against vampires and then they, they stop because our three protagonists all have such commanding presence that they can just like stand in their like hero trio for formation in the doorway and everyone's like oh gotta put our personal differences aside to fight these guys now <laughs> so good um so quick straight they sort of yep they sort of look at each other they sort of look at each other and then they look at each other and then they fight i mean they talk wait do they talk yeah trevor's like i'll i'll blow them all up and then cypher you make a big ring of fire and then we support alucard is that they talk yeah they, they talk. say that fuck off they don't talk. well you have screenshots don't you yeah damn it. and also I i've watched win. this scene a lot over the past couple of months <laughs> um so yeah they're all like here we go trevor's all like swingy swingy with his little whip trevor is just blowing up vampires with the morning star whip which he hits one with it it like knocks his head off and then in the the gash that was his neck a like crucifix shaped fire explosion forms and then blows up a heap more vampires uh it's an effective vampire killing weapon huh it's an effective vampire killing weapon well it is the vampire killer it is consecrated for killing vampires and demons. 
that's that it. Oh, and the um, Castlevania classical song Bloody Tears starts playing here. Yeah, and with like drums and shit. Yes, so I, I, I looked so up rad. the Castlevania wiki page on this song. Mm-hmm. It was originally composed by Kenichi Matsubara for Castlevania II Simon's Two. Quest. Yeah. And has been redone several times across the uh, the franchise. And what has, has become one of the most well-known tracks to date. Because mm, it's fucking rad. It's pretty cool. Uh, it's one of those tracks that sort of um, like the never-ending story song uh, and many video game songs uh, arranged to sort giving. of seamlessly loop. Yeah, which is really good because, uh, you know, this fight scene goes on for a while. <laughs> this page, this webpage, also has, in addition to appearances of the song uh, throughout the franchise, appearances of the concept throughout the series. I swear we've discussed this before. For example, in Haunted Castle, a large portrait of a woman, presumably of Selina, in stage three will shed a tear of blood as the player passes by. Ah, uh, man. Camilla's mask so often cries tears of blood. Blah, blah, blah. Statues of saints can be seen crying tears of blood in Castlevania. Bloodlines. I get it. Bloodlines. Like the lines of blood down your face as you cry bloody tears and you look at the camera and you say, that's what the song is called. (laughs) So I bet you're wondering what this song is called. Boy, (laughs) have I got news for you. And of course, as we discussed many weeks ago, when Lisa died, uh, Dracula cried tears of blood. Ah, bloody tears. The concept of religious imagery weeping tears of blood or presenting stigmata are widely known phenomena often associated with divine miracles in Catholic beliefs. Presenting stigmata? Yeah. What? Stigmata. The hell's stigmata? That's like um, nail wounds in your palms uh, to replicate the the Jesus crucifixion wounds. Oh, I see. Today I learned a word. Uh, I think that... um, Christopher Lee's Dracula cried tears of blood at one point. Yep, almost certainly. No doubt in my mind that was a thing. Uh, yep, bloody tears. Bloody, what oh, bloody tears? <laughs> that, that sounds like an Australian folk curse word. Oh, bloody tears, mate, I'll tell you what. <laughs> tell you what, these, these vampires up in my castle court, I oh, won't stand for it. Bloody tears, bloody, bloody Carmilla, I'll tell Struth you what. Struth and she's... stone a crow man. <laughs> Oh, bloody werebore and a half, mate. <laughs> oh, man. So Don't uh, shit in me hand and call it a minotaur. <laughs> so they, anything they, else? Any they, they fight. They fight. They, <laughs> they, they fight. do a big fight. Trevor's um, blowing them up. Cypher makes a big wall of flames. Alucard jumps through the flames and turns into a wolf. And then he has got a sword in his mouth and he can t- control the sword with his mind and he's killing guys. So I immediately was like, oh, it's Sif. And you were like, Heh. pretty much. <laughs> That's pretty much what it was. Yeah. Yep. So um, turning into a wolf and the um, mind, the the remote control sword. Yep, let's call it that. Uh, okay. Both uh, abilities that uh, Alucard has in Symphony of the Night. Ah, okay. I was wondering where that came from. Because like, on the one hand, I was certain it was a game reference. On the other hand, which one of the fucking 30 <laughs> something games? And then he turns back and like, there's a, I like this one shot where he's like doing Kung Fu on some mooks and the sword is also zipping around and giving support and he grabs it at one point and sends yeah. it off again. I just love, he's just punching dudes. He just walks up to them and he's just like, eh, eh, take that. And the sword is just doing all the work around him, but he's just punching dudes down. So there's, there's, there's two, there's two things going on in this scene. It both serves to eliminate all of the silent generals who we've grown to love. 
love, mm-hmm. but it's also just another another demonstration of how 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 much good work Cipher does compared to the other two. It's just like it's so meaningless when they're like, okay, we'll kill like one guy, and then Cipher's like, but I could just kill them all single handedly. Yeah, so like- don't want to put the other two down. They they're doing good work in their own way. Mostly taking out faceless mooks, though. Yeah, yeah. And then Cipher uh, is just over here, like the the turban vampire runs at her, and like she's been throwing these icicles around, and she's blocking his sword with those, and she makes like a big like guillotine blade of ice along the floor that he's doing backflips on, and he's like, "Aha! I will run along this razor thin." Uh, thing of ice with my acromatic abilities and then go get her and then she claps her hands together and does like a movement up towards her face and he's all I've made a terrible mistake <laughs> he doesn't say that though never no, forget he doesn't say he that he says it with his eyes uh, and as the yeah, blade slices the- him vertically in two I have to imagine yeah we only see the blood stain on the ice sheen yep Ooh. guillotine the rich with ice blades <laughs> Man, I love that French saying. Trevor wraps up the um, sort of French or English one in uh, his, whip. his whip and then shoves the whip into his mouth and turns him into a bomb that blows up some more mooks. Uh, think and Alucard. then Alucard, Alucard gets attacked by the the one of the silent generals that I think gets the most characterization, if only because she can turn into mist. Oh yeah, true. She's the, the only one. Or like a Jiang Shi or something. Yeah, and she's all like, she gets her head yeah. sliced in twice. Yeah, Alucard, like, shadow steps behind her, but you can't slice mist. Oh, it's the most cunning devil secret. And then, and then she goes away like... for a while, and then there's, like, a big dramatic wind around Alucard's feet, and we think it's big dramatic wind, but it's actually a big vampire mist lady forming, and then Cypher freezes it and does a really cool move where she, like, she, like, does a twirl and smashes her fist into her palm, and the ice collapses. Another one dead by Cypher. Yep, Cypher really could just take them all on with just freezing them all. Yeah. She's a glass it's... cannon, though, I expect. You know, oh, that's how yeah, it goes true. in these MMOs. Mm. Alucard's clearly a tank. Trevor's got good support abilities. Cypher has good support abilities and huge damage. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, so then all these unnamed generals are now dead. It's just uh, the um, the sort of, like, Persian-looking lady with the sharp claws and the, like, burly-looking bald guy left. How did they die? While distracted by the big mist... Um, ice collapse Alucard leaps into the sky and cuts the woman's throat classic yeah and then immediately after doing that big ice collapse Cypher doesn't miss a beat and uses a thing of ice to vault Trevor into the air so that he can wrap his whip around burly guy's ankles pull him to the floor and while he's on his knees Cypher rushes up puts her hand on his face and blows him up ah that's right and it's like we did it we didn't even break a sweat and we kid so this is like obviously this was a cool action sequence upon first watch but i think something neat about it is it's showing that they're competent it true it's getting it's establishing all of their vampire killing bona fides but were it not for the combination of uh the moving the castle and carmilla's treachery this would have been much much harder for the protagonists Mm, because there mm. would have been so many more vampires in that room and they would not have been fighting amongst themselves (laughs) it would have been a bad time it would have been an exceptionally bad time (laughs) really really carmilla has sown the seeds of dracula's undoing here (laughs) 
Well, I mean, I think that was the point. Like, she she, she was trying to. So maybe she, but she was trying seen. to do it for her own ascension, you know? Yeah, but she was trying to, you know, get Dracula to be defeated by her own hand. I say as I pull my eyebrows up and down a lot. So they tra- they chase Dracula upstairs where Isaac is killing a mook and then Alucard also kills the mook with his mind sword. And <laughs> Isaac's like, Alucard's coming. And Dracula's like, uh-oh. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, they have a little kerfuffle. Well, not a kerfuffle. <laughs> they have a little spat, shall we say. Yeah, where Hector's, uh, Isaac is all like, I'll defend you, Dracula. Stay behind me, most powerful vampire who ever lived. I'll defend you. And Dracula's all like, you would trade your mortal life for an immortal one. Oh, Isaac, you're so good to me. I don't deserve you. Anyway, get in the mirror. Bye. I've made the choice for you. Peace out. And then Isaac's all like, no, yeah, Isaac Dracula. Is like talking, talking about how he's enamored with like Dracula's collected wisdom of centuries of life. And it would be much more of a shame to lose that than his own life. Mm, because, you know, he's only lived for, uh, I don't know, 25 years or something, 30 yeah, years. Yeah, sure. Let's say that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, and, Dracula yeah. throws him into the desert and is like, bye. And this is where Isaac is like, no, Dracula. <laughs> Uh, yep, it's it's pretty rough though. Even in this moment when you know Isaac is not a good guy and Dracula is probably not a good guy, you're just like, oh no, oh no, oh, that's sad. Yeah. Yeah. Dracula is really nailing that sort of tragic figure here. Like he's obviously done abominable things uh, for, as Alucard will say in the next se- sequence, like the world's longest suicide note. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he treats Hector, he treats Isaac and Hector well. Hmm. He's sort of like, no, I'm not letting you die for me, all right? Get the fuck out of here. It's like, oh, oh, that was actually... So then Alucard's in the doorway and it's like, father, son. And we're all like, oh, this is like my last family family reunion. <laughs> I When I entered the room, my father said to me, son, 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 son. And they're like, I have to kill you for my mother. It is for your mother that I am doing this, but I must stop you. But you couldn't stop me last time. But last time I was alone. Look, here's Ooh. Trevor and Cypher flanking me. Look at them. Look at them. They're all so badass and shit. Uh, and they fight in the study and Alucard gets his head thrown against a fireplace, but he's fine. And then Trevor is smashed against a wall. And then he coughs off some blood. Cypher is flamethrowering him and she gets thrown against a wall. No, she gets slashed. Yeah. And thrown against a wall. Oh fuck! God Everyone's been thrown against a wall. The thing in this fight that's that's cool uh, is that you know for all the like prowess that all these guys just showed in that last scene so recently, Alucard is really the only one that can go toe to toe with Dracula for longer than a couple of seconds, and even then he's getting trounced. Yeah, it's- and this is this is Dracula without having fed for over a year. Uh, again, the uh, the situation that I m- m- mentioned earlier with all his forces being depleted by Camilla's Kamil- treachery, and even then they still only really win because he gives up. Mm, but it's like Dracula's so old, you know. He's so powerful. He's just on a whole other level compared to everyone else in this show. It's really interesting. But uh, yeah, so they Ba-da, they ba-da, is that what you were saying? What? You went butter, and I thought it was bloody tears. <laughs> No, um, they they just sort of like they start having sort of almost a fair fight when they start teaming up with one another. Yeah. But then Dracula just goes, "The fuck are you doing? I'm fucking Dracula." He knows what he's doing. He's separating them. Uh, he eventually is just like, "Oh shit, you managed to like scratch me." Well, Trevor gets him full on with the Morningstar whip, and for a second it looks like he's going to explode, but then he just sort of puts himself back together. And he's like, "The Morningstar whip. That's Belmont. a pretty clever weapon." Uh, but I am no simple vampire to be hurt by your. Human human magics. 
Amazing. Oh, um, good moment where Cypher gets her arm clawed and the next time we cut back to her, she's using her fire magic to cauterize the wounds. That's pretty hardcore. It is quite hardcore. Uh, so Dracula does the dumbest thing, but the mm-hmm. coolest thing in that he's like, I'm no mere ordinary vampire. I'm fucking Dracula. And then he just makes a big lava ball. Yeah. That's was, probably like that's probably a move he has in video games. Throwing oh yeah, fireballs. Almost definitely. But I just looked at it and went, yeah, okay, this is a bit dumb. I'm, and it takes I'm into all it. of their combined strength to push it back. Uh. Ah. So at first Cypher's like, wind! And then Trevor's all like, I can help by pushing on your back. Yeah, he's doing the least here, let's be real, but <laughs> he's doing what he can. He's yeah. Going back to back with Cypher and providing like a, um, not a lever, a, um... A wall. A wedge. An immovable object. <laughs> yeah. And then Alucard is pushing with his sword on the, um, the rocky surface of the fireball. And eventually they push it back against Dracula. It explodes. And then Alucard and Dracula just start like flying through the castle and punching each other through walls. Uh, so they just have like a massive fist fight where they're like, you would dare stand against me, Alucard. And Dracula's all... Dracula's all? Alucard's all like, yeah, I would. Dracula's all like, all right, fuck you then. And then they just start pounding down on one another. No weapons. You didn't kill me before. You're not going to kill me now. You want this to end as much as I do. You died when my mother died. Big suicide note. Uh, yeah. He's, He's just like, go fuck yourself. Don't kill the humans. They're fine. They go through like the the ruined D20 room with all these slag melted gears and broken windows, various like kitchens and hallways. And they're just like smashing each other through walls. Alucard's like trying to rely on his speed as much as he can because Dracula is just so freaking strong. Mm. There's a point where you think Alucard is just going to like really bring it back and self-actualize. And then he starts (laughs) shadow stepping around the place. And then Dracula red trails in his background. Yeah, Dracula catches him and starts repeatedly slamming his head against the stone floor. It's intense. Uh, And then he just throws him through a wall into a bedroom. Lil Alucard's, Lil Adrian's bedroom. (gasps) Lil Adrian's bedroom. Well, well, well. And he's like, this was unexpected. This was your room. The only room in the huge castle that was for you. Wow, now that you say that. (laughs) Wow. Uh, So there's like some children's toys. There's like a a ruler. Or what what do you call it? It's not a triangle. What what is it called? A pen? What are you talking about? You know know the thing in school we had that was like... um, Like a protractor? A protractor. He's got like a protractor tractor there yeah he's got like star charts and things like that and dracula becomes overwhelmed by emotion he's like i'm killing my boy the best thing she and i did together and he's looking at their family portrait how could i it's the greatest gift she ever gave me. Uh, half and Alucard boy. is just like, not even trying to hide it. He's just snapped off a bit of the bedpost into a sharp stake and is like, oh, well, I'm going to do this. And he's, Dracula's all like, I must already be dead for what I have done. And then uh, and then just, just wordlessly sticks the stake through his heart. Uh, there's a lot of blood. There's not Some many tears, father. but there's a lot of blood. And they just shunk right on through him. And then he starts burning up into ash. Yeah, turning into a big... Uh, Gwyn, Lord of Cinder. Uh, Trevor and Cypher make their way into the room and ruin this touching moment by cutting off his head. Well, yeah, like sort of like necrotizing body of Dracula, like skin sloughing off him, turning to ash and eyes melted away. Is like slowly raising his clawed hands towards Alucard who is standing there and we're like, is this going to be like some sort of like instinctual final assault? Is it going to be a like final hug what's happening here trevor cuts his head off yep yep we'll never know we'll never know we'll what never it was gonna know be. and then cypher flamethrowers his body 
I just, I just love it's like, yeah, we're not taking any chances here, Alucard. And Alucard's like, yeah, that's that, that was my dad. Such a harsh juxtaposition with the moment that immediately preceded it. Like, oh, we only won because even though he tried to close his heart off, he still loved his son. And then just... Yeah, we have to burn the body. We have yeah. to do it. Like, oh, okay. Some, um, like, final shred of humanity within him still existed and he allowed himself to be killed for his crimes. Mm. And then huge plumes of black ghost smoke come out of Dracula. And like, it, screaming faces. Yeah, like, that's not going to be good smoke. for anyone. We were making jokes about his um, CO2 emissions. And we were like, this is not what you want to happen. It's not. This is yeah. how he really gets you, okay? Killing Dracula is not a carbon neutral event. Vampires are huge carbon sinks when you destroy them. They're like trees, you know? They just suck it all in. Calamitous effects on global warming. Oh, man. Yep. They talk a bit. Alucard is understandably emotionally conflicted about these events. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He's like, that was my dad. Yeah, but he was a monster too. But it's all right to mourn the man. Ah, I get it. He, he died a long time ago. And then they Cypher puts her arm around <laughs> Alucard and then holds Trevor's hand. And we were like, it's a hover hand. Oh, God. Yeah, hover hands for Alucard, hand holding for... For the final time, Alucard the incel is validated. Noble half-vampire half lord cucked by drunken <laughs> vampire hunter. <laughs> And uh, that's the end of the episode. They just and walk they look out at the, into the sunset. Yeah, look at the rising, the rising sun. Uh, Cru- crucially, the, the sunrise, not the sunset, Nick, because it was nighttime when vampires could be about. That is true. That is true. <laughs> and normally, yes, a sunset would rec- would represent like the end of a of a day of trial, but uh, the sunrise represents the dawn of a new era, an era without Dracula, and the uh. era of hopefully not an active vampire genocide anymore. Well, not for now. But just give it until season three, you know what I'm fucking saying? Yeah. I'm, I'm very intrigued about, we'll talk about this more next week, certainly, but I'm very intrigued by what season three could be about. In fact, we'll have to talk about it now because we'll have watched the first episode of season three next week. Because, it's true. You know, there there are quite a few loose ends at the end of season two, obviously. There's, you know, Hector and Camilla are still out there. Isaac's mm. still out there. Uh, Alucard, Cypher and Trevor all presumably have their own business. But I've also seen, like, very intriguing-looking character art on Netflix preview images and such about new vampires, yeah. of, like a whole bunch of different stripes. Well, and... I figure Alucard must take on Dracula's legacy and start a new court, right? But this time he'll be like, we're not killing the fucking humans. From, could be, could be. From what I recall from next episode... Alucard is like, I shall stay here and watch over the castle and make it like a sanctuary for creatures of the night to do no harm or something like that. Mm, which would be very interesting given thirst of, of blood. And presumably uh, Trevor and Cypher settle down. <laughs> And, but then Sigh. get drawn back into drawn back into some mysterious new mystery, <gasps> some super sexy secret mystery. I think I saw on like um, some scrolling Netflix preview text or something that they they encounter a mysterious village or something like that. So there's probably some Dracula cult bullshit. <laughs> they encounter a mysterious village. What's there? A strange mist. <laughs> a fog. Lest we forget, um, as we discussed previously in Hector and Isaac's game, Isaac is part of a plot to resurrect Dracula. Uh, oh, you're right. You're right. So maybe there'll be a plot to resurrect Dracula. And Hector will presumably try to escape from Carmilla's grasp and make his own way in the world doing something. <laughs> doing that thing that he can do, I guess. Devil Forge mastering. Oh, man. Good times. Yeah. 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 But we won't know until next week. I suppose not. And then yeah. the subsequent weeks after that, the subsequent five or so weeks, four or five weeks. Yeah, no, I'm I'm quite keen for season three because yeah, I gonna hear be good. it's 
the best one so far. So oh, I'm really? Like, I, I haven't heard anything about it other than those, those little previews that I just discussed. No, I think they learned from season two that people were like, you can't just stay in a library for four episodes of I liked the library. an eight-episode season. Um, yeah, so things happen. Things are interesting, apparently. I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> Ooh okay. very interesting. Oh, all right. Maybe, well, maybe they'll still up. do this someday, but I think it would have been interesting, given the ageless nature of Alucard, to have just been like, oh, it's 100 years later now. Trevor and Cypher are dead. Here's their kid. Richter? Question mark? I don't know the timeline on that. Interesting. Yeah, I don't think they cool. do that, but, but maybe someday they do. Yeah, some kind of new Belmont line with some crazy... Some sort of... Yeah, it's... Hi, I'm Joseph Belmont. Joseph? Joseph. I thought you said Joseph. Like, I was like, like Joseph ah, Joseph. yes, I see we're really going with Wallachian name generation here. <laughs> anyway, highlights? Okay, so I'm gonna... I'm gonna do this in reverse order, Liam, right? My low light, okay, is probably gonna be the, th there is some truly terrible, like even, I don't normally notice this, but there was some truly terrible animation oh, in episode. I did not notice that. In episode six, like, and just some awful dialogue when Carmilla and Hector are walking out to the river. Like, I think Hector, I think Carmilla is just like, are you prepared? And Hector's like, yes. It's like, okay, where is this going? And then like, the animation doesn't quite line up with the dialogue or like, it doesn't line up with how they're saying it. It just looks really, oh, really? weird. And I was like, this is strange. Why does it look so off? But like the animation in the first part of that episode is just bad. And then later in the episode, you're like, oh, I see. Now we're getting somewhere. I didn't notice any of that, to be honest. It's so weird. Like, I noticed it and just went, that doesn't look right. This just looks bad. But then, you know, I think we all know where the fucking budget went, Liam. I think we all know <laughs> where the budget went. Look, I've harped on this before and I'm going to do it again, but my low light has to be the silent generals. <laughs> just because, oh, you know, it's, 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 it's exacerbated the issue I raised last time after Godbrand vanished, where now that Carmilla is gone too... None of them talk. And you have to notice them on the bridge and he's just there going like, oh, what? What is happening? But he can't say anything because he doesn't have a voice. Yeah. Why couldn't they even just get one of the like... The director or someone? No, just like one of the people who's already a voice actor on the show to just do a line of a different character, you know? Yeah. I mean, if The Simpsons can live off, what, four voice yeah. actors... Harry Shearer have... is everyone in Springfield. Yeah, exactly. Um, but Or in, in Venture Bros, the same two people voicing 90% of the characters. That's true. That is true. I think the only person that isn't voiced by one of those two people is like Patrick Warburton comes yeah. in to do... Is it Patrick Warburton? Yeah, Patrick yeah. Warburton is uh, yeah. Brock Sampson. Yeah, to do Brock. And then in like... Late, late, in later seasons, Hal Lublin is White Whale. There are some guests, obviously, but... Mm. But most of the time, it's the same two do. It's like South yeah. Park, you know? But better. It's like... Ooh, yeah. Okay, uh, we're, we're running really long. Highlights? Yeah. Anyway, my highlight would have to be when they get into the castle and you can see where the fucking budget went. <laughs> like, the entire fight with Dracula is amazing. Yeah. That's like good just stuff. just watching it, I'm like, Jesus Christ! Someone had to draw this like by hand, mm, probably what with a computer. Yeah, yeah, but like you know, they they must have had like their hand doing things with the computer. True, or a tablet or whatever. Exactly, and it's just like Jesus Christ! Look at it go. My highlight is just you, I just gotta give it to that um uh final moment with Alucard and Dracula. Mm, it's just powerful stuff. Yeah. I also just want to give a brief shout out. I didn't cover it in the recap, but I wanted to highlight it briefly. The 
um, moment when they're ascending in the ice elevator as Trevor like takes a thoughtful moment to stare at the um, strangely untouched in all the fighting portrait of Leon Belmont and it's like ah yes my legacy this is what it has built to mm. just a, si- a silent look that says a lot that I enjoyed yeah no you don't usually get that from a lot of media you don't usually get that in a lot of anime people will stare at the thing and be like this makes me think about my legacy <laughs> Yeah, or they have like a flashback sequence where it's like, look at Thing. When I want to be a Thing when I grow up. Leon Belmont rode out here where there was work. Yeah. Four. I'm gonna call you Treffy. <laughs> Don't call me Treffy. <laughs> Alright, let's wrap it up quick because long. Yep. So next week we're doing Castlevania final episode, season two, and then episode first one, episode, season, season three. three. <laughs> curious. So curious. Such potential. Will it be met? Unclear. No one knows. Find out next time on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, JoJo's World, that's the name of our show. <laughs> Castlevania Pod of the Cast. And until next time, to be be continued. But enough talk. How about you?